0: Yes, title of the message, The Royal Priesthood, Revelation chapter 1. Let's look at the middle of verse 5. It says, To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, verse 6, and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Who has made us to be a kingdom of priests. Or the King James Version says, made us to be kings and priests. He's washed us by his blood. He's cleansed us from our sin. And praise God, because of that, we are in the the position to be in right standing with God. But not only that, God takes it so much farther. Okay? Okay? Not just barely saved by grace and going to make it to a corner of heaven. No, he's done more than that for you. He's made you a nation of kings and priests. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a congregation of priests here. Kings and priests. And I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit today. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, you saved us. Lord God, and you seated us with you. Lord God, we give you praise. Uh, help us to understand the depths as we go deeper in who we are in you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Made us a nation of kings and priests. Now, cleansed, washed, forgiven, there's no greater gift than, praise God, your, our forgiveness of our sins by his blood. And you know, we in coming up in Christianity and maybe you grew up in a church and we hear it all the time, but I believe the body of Christ is starting to understand that more and more and recognize the extent of what His blood has done. His blood, His precious blood has washed us from all of our sin forever. And because of that, He's made us open to have a relationship with holy God, the creator of the universe. So just, let's just you know, kind of meditate on that for a moment to understand who we are. He has washed us of our sin, took our sin nature in, from Adam and crucified it with him, buried it, caused us to be born again a new creation, a new species of people, with the God nature, not the sin nature, but the nature of God in us. We're, we're made holy, completely righteous, not by what we have done, but what He has done. His blood has washed all our sin, past, present, and future, forever, forever. One sin for all. And because of that, now you can have a relationship with holy God. If this is holy God, you know, and we're a sinful man and there's a barrier. Now, because of the blood of the Lamb, we can enter into the presence of God and live with Him. And He can live with us. Okay? So we're starting to, as a body of Christ around the world, through the teaching of His grace... More and more, we're starting to recognize ourselves, not as a sinner, but a saint of the living God. We're starting to see ourselves for who we are. And it's so important across the world today for what God wants to do in these last days. You see, his bride, his church, his body is going to shine with his glory. He's coming back for a spotless, blameless bride who's confident in our relationship with him who is secure in who we are, praise God, so much so that his giftings and power and fruit can flow through us easily because we're not hindered by the enemy's accusations or who we used to be or by our past in our old nature. We know who we are in our new nature, and praise God, and this message today is going to expand on that a little more because he's not only calling you saved, He's not only calling you now church, you know, now you're righteous, now you're whole. He's calling you a nation of kings and priests. Wow. Well, you know, I'm just barely a Christian. I just, you know, just still getting past stuff, you know. Pastor, don't take this too far. You know, I don't want to, don't talk to me about being a king or a priest. I'm just, you know, trying to. You know, rule over my little situation here now. Let me tell you something. We've got to open up to everything God has for you. Amen. Amen. And understand the power and authority and fruit that comes through being connected to the vine that comes with it. Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 5. He says it again here, verse 9. Praise God. You, Jesus, are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. Amen? Remember, they saw that revelation and there's a scroll with those seals. And there was only one worthy to open the scrolls, Jesus Christ himself. You're the one that's worthy to open these seals. Because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Praise God, remember the the message of the big picture, the grand plan is for him to share this kingdom message of his grace with every tribe, every nation, and by his blood purchase them, redeem them from under the law, from the curse, from being uh, away from God, from being separated from, purchase them back to himself by his blood. Everybody say, I've been bought with a price. You've been bought with a precious price, and that precious price is the blood of Jesus Christ that God accepted as atonement for your sin, cleansing you forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Forever. So we as Christians, guys, you can have boldness, boldness to walk with God. Don't only answer the question somebody knocks on your door, asks you, Hey, are you a believer? Are you a Christian? Well, I hope so. I think so. I try to do right, you know. I'm trying, I'm do more good than bad. No, no, no. Yes, I'm a blood bought, purchased man of the living God, not be about on my merit, but on what he has done for me. He purchased me, he washed my sin. I am a new creation in Christ. You gotta know who you are and speak it. Hallelujah. So he tells us here, Revelation. Praise God. Your blood, you have purchased men for God from every tribe, every language, people of every nation. You have made them, verse 10, to be a kingdom of priests to serve God. A king, there it is again. A kingdom of priests or kings and priests, both together. A royal priesthood, kings and priests, who you are. Okay? You're a priest. Let me say, wow, man, do I got to wear a collar? You know, what does that mean? I'm a priest. You're a king, too. You wear a royal robe and a crown. You're a king and a priest, it says here. A nation from every tribe. Kings and priests to serve God and they will reign on earth. They say earth. He made mankind to reign on earth. He hasn't punted on that plan. He didn't make us to reign, uh, live, and dwell in heaven. Mankind was made on earth, and he put man in charge to rule over all the earth, and we will with him. The first man, Adam, lost it, yielded, you know, he fell to Satan, and he lost, and now we have, and yet, yet he was still in charge, so you had a corrupted man in charge of the earth. We got bad out there, things happening, don't blame God, corrupted man's in charge, God didn't take back charge when man fell. He couldn't. God keeps his word. He put man in charge. So praise God, the second Adam, Jesus had to come and didn't fall like the first Adam and won it back. And now all power in heaven and in earth has been given unto him, the last Adam, who won over the enemy and defeated him. And now we who believe in him are in him. And we will rule and reign with him. Because when he rose, we rose. Amen? Amen. When he died, your old man died, you were resurrected new, and now that authority and power is in you. A nation of kings and priests. Praise the Lord. Turn with me. Let's pause here. And Jesus tried to explain this, and he's a great teacher. When he was here on earth, he taught man in ways they can understand, in ways we can understand. So he shared this story in Luke 15. We know it as the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son. Praise God. We know the story. Man went off into sin. Mankind went off into sin. You know, squandered the, the life of God that we should have had when Adam was first created. You know, squandered that with ways of sin in the world, and finally coming to that place of, hey man, this is messed up, I need a change in my life, looking up to God. And this young man out there, you know, poor and struggling and all his addictions and problems, finally turned back and said, man, in my father's house, even the servants are eating better than me. I'm going to go back to my father's house, humble myself, and say, Father, I have sinned against you and your house. Hey, would you just let me back in and make me like one of your servants? I'll be glad to live on the backside of the place now and, you know, make me like one of your hired hands. I don't deserve anything else. So he humbled himself, came back. The Bible says, praise the Lord. I am no longer, verse 19, worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of the hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off everybody with me, you see it? His father saw him and was filled with anger and rage. It's not what it says. His father was filled with anger and wanted to whip him and beat him and throw him in hell. No, Jesus Christ is describing this parable could be said, titled "The Love of the Father." what it's really about no his father saw him a long way off and was filled with compassion for him not anger not judgment he was filled with compassion he ran to his son He threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. He was repentant. He had understood that, that, you know what? Hey, you know, I can't make it on my own. God, I need you. The father said to his servants, Quick, bring the breast robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son was dead and now is alive. He was lost and found. So they began to celebrate. Think about what he's saying here. Look, he's saying, I have not just come... To save you, to die for you by my blood, and get you to where now, you know, some of your sinful ways are washed a little bit. You know, you you still, you know, you're still a sinner and you're still gonna have to work hard to make it. I've uh, I've washed you enough and look, now you gotta take this and you gotta do good, and you gotta earn enough points, and I might, if you do good enough, I might barely make let you in one day, but you better keep on trying and keep on working hard, because what I've done is not quite get enough you've got to do something with it that's not what this father said to the son he said come on in kill the fatted calf get the robe and the ring and the sandals and put it on him i'm giving you the robe of righteousness A kingly robe, praise God. A priestly robe of the righteousness of God I'm putting on you and I'm putting the ring of my authority on you. Don't you know that that ring symbolizes whenever a king... Or a leader or a father, owner of a big, would write something down. They would write it and then they would seal it with a wax seal and they would take their ring with their sign and put it into that seal and everybody knew this was sealed by the king or sealed by the owner and it was like, uh, uh, you know, hey, we knew this was coming from the ruler and this is the law of the land. He said, give my son the kingly authority of the ring of the house. You see what I'm saying? He didn't just save you to get you barely to make it one day if you try hard enough. His blood washed your sin past, present, and forever and took you in from out of the world into the body of Christ, into the very presence of God, and gave you the authority. And now he's saying, I'm making you priests and kings. Not just barely saved sinners. I'm exalting you. I'm rising from the dead, and I'm bringing you to rise with me. Amen. The first Adam lost the right to rule. I want it back, and I'm giving it to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. All authority has now been given unto me. Therefore, in my authority, I'm sending you, go in my name with my ring. Are you with me? Go in my name with my ring, with my authority. And go into all the earth, not as a peasant, not as barely making it. Go into all the earth as a king's kid, as a king and a priest on this earth. Wow. He gave him the robe. He gave him the ring. The sandals on the feet to carry this good news to the ends of the earth. Praise the Lord. You know? We know the rest of the story. The older brother came in mad, Dad, you know, I've been with you all along. And the dad tried to explain to him, you know, the religious one look, everything I have is already yours. So many don't know that. They think they've been in it for a long time, but they think, you know, well, I got to keep working hard. I got to keep this, keep that. No, no, no. They want to say, God says, everything I have is yours. Amen. Jesus came. Praise God. We are joint heir with him. He calls us brothers. He humbled himself from his place of glory to become one of us and feel feel our weaknesses. He was tempted in every way as we are. He became a man, a real man. Okay? He had flesh and blood just like us. He was tempted just like us. He didn't have the nature of Adam. He had the nature of God. He overcame, praise the Lord. But he felt everything. He was, and he was tempted and he suffered, praise God, and overcame and won the battle for us. And he calls us brothers with him. We've been joined to him. And he is a royal, holy, praise God, priest and king forever. He's the king of kings. The high priest of all the priests. Praise the Lord. Amen. But he calls us a nation of kings and priests. Go with me now to Peter. Hallelujah. When I first say royal priesthood, this is the verse that comes to everybody's mind that you've heard coming up. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, I want to look at. Praise God. And then we're going to go to verse 9. Starting in verse 4. As you come to Him, the living stone, talking about Jesus, rejected by men but chosen by God, Folks, if he, if he was rejected by man, but chosen by God, sometimes you will face that. Don't think of that odd as people, employer, employees, um, employers, people around you, family members, sometimes reject you and your faith. Expect it. Jesus was rejected. Expect that. It's okay. Amen? Rejected by men, but chosen by God. Okay? It says you are chosen... Hallelujah. Precious to him. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm precious. You're precious. Oh, I'm so unworthy. Wait a minute. I want to, want to change that thought. Unworthy not of any value. God valued you so much, he sent his son to die. Okay. Folks, I value you a lot, and I'd be willing to die for many of you. But I don't know if I'd sacrifice my son. He valued so you so much. Okay? Counted you worthy. Counted you worthy to send his son. That's just a, a different way of looking at it than most of, you, most of what we heard all our life. He thought you were worthy enough. Okay? Not that we deserve what he did, just out of his love, his grace. He said, I'm going to send my son to die for them in their place to save you. To bring you into relationship, I value having you in my family so much. I want you to be a part of my family. I want you to be a part of my kingdom forever, that I value so much and place that worth upon your life, that I'm willing to send my son and die for you, that you might be a part. God wouldn't have done that if it would not have worked. He lets each individual make your choice to receive it, but the blood is good enough to bring you into the kingdom and wash you forever that you might have a relationship with God. It's not Jesus' blood plus all of your good works. His blood washes you when you believe that, recognizing you need it and receive it. He washes you completely. Now you're in the posture position to open yourself up to all the blessings. Of God. Amen. Man was separated from God and his blessings, separated and under a curse and struggling. And God made a way for man to come to God and open up all of heaven and all of the blessings of God to him. And part of that is the authority. Hallelujah. He says, Precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. There it is again. We're being built up together, living stones taken from all over the world together, and now the, the temple is being built, hallelujah, bring and brought together to be filled with Glory. Come on, there's a picture of it in Solomon's day when the house was filled and they, and they got everything ready and they dedicated it. The glory filled the house. Well, I'm telling you, as it says, the glory of this latter house is far greater than that of the former house. The glory of the church in modern day times is far more glorious than 2,000 years ago. Even when the disciples were walking the earth, we've come that much farther in growing in this truth of the Word and who we are. And as living stones, we're coming together and we're sharing the Word and we're encouraging and we're speaking life to each other and we're building each other up in Him. And we're growing up. He has sent apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists hey, to equip the saints to know who you are for the work of the ministry so you can go out knowing you're a priest and a king to carry on this ministry to the ends of the earth. Come on, you're a part of something much bigger than yourself, man. You're part of the kingdom of God that's spreading around the earth. And it's amazingly glorious. Hallelujah. Wow. You are a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. There it is again. Wow. You know, I'm not talking about being religious in the world sense of the world, religion. But he does call you a holy priesthood. Can you accept that? That you are a holy priest and a king unto God? You know, I I told you this is a new message. Sometimes as God downloads it in me, I just want to give it to my friends here. And sometimes you have to receive it spiritually first before your mind can really wrap around it. Just take it in by the Spirit in Jesus' name of who you are. Don't deny it with your mind. Confess the truth about it even before you understand it. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a king and a priest. Speak it out. Say it with me. I'm a king and a priest in the kingdom of God. That's who you are. Before your mind can even comprehend, your spirit can begin to receive. because it's These words I speak to you, they are spirit in their life. Hallelujah. For the scripture says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone of the building, the temple. Okay? And the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now, to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Jews rejected him at the time of the Messiah. And he's become the chief cornerstone of the whole temple. Okay? A stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. Not everybody was going to accept this stone. Okay? The stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But then he talks about you, church. Verse 9. But you are a chosen generation. A chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You're the people of God. This is who you are. You're a chosen people, a chosen generation. The, the, um, The understanding that he's relating here is from the Old Testament when the Jews, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and their descendants, they were chosen out of the rest of the world to be God's holy people unto himself king james says it this way a peculiar people different than all the tribes and kings and nations around you this group of people i have chosen them out of the world for myself they're going to be my holy special anointed people of god that's in this world but not of this world that's who we, the Christians, or be- the believers, are. We've been transformed into the kingdom of God, and you've been chosen out of the world. You are special. You are chosen. Amen. Okay? You're not of the world. You've been chosen out a peculiar, that word kind of means odd, different, weird to the world. Okay? Peculiar unto the way. We think differently, we believe differently. We act differently. Our language is different. Praise God. We think along a different line. We have a kingdom insight. We want to lift each other up rather than tear each other down. We want to give instead of get. We want to bless instead of curse. Okay? We're a different type of people. We believe in turning the other cheek and blessing those that hurt us or that persecute us. We're different people. We're from above. Our ways are higher than man's ways because God is in us. Hello? Hello? Man, am I speaking to the right crowd here? I see some smiling faces. I think you're, you're receiving this, who you are. You're a royal, holy priesthood. Wow. Wow. A holy nation. This nation, the kingdom of God, we're different. A people belonging to God. Why? So we can declare the praises of him. He, you called me, Lord, out of darkness into your marvelous light. You loved me enough to come and die. You cleanse me from my sin. You purchase me. Now you've made it available for me to have a right relationship with you, God. I will let my life and my tongue declare your praises. Amen. I will speak your name. We will go to the ends of the earth and declare who you are. We will spread this good news of the kingdom of God that has come and that God is not mad at you, but he has supplied the way for you to be right with God. Turn and believe this good news and come into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hey, I like this amen section up here. Praise the Lord. That's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow. Feels like I'm in Africa. Glory to God. A chosen generation. Now, let me go a little deeper. You're a royal priesthood. You're a nation of kings and priests. What does that have to do with? was a king. That's a picture of you have dominion and you have power and authority. That's what it's talking about. You're a nation of kings. You have you're a nation of kings. You have authority in dominion. Remember, God made man to have dominion rule over the earth. Okay? Jesus won that back for us. And now you, as his people, praise God, ambassadors of his kingdom, you have the authority of the ring on his finger, praise God, on your hand now, and as an ambassador, if you're an ambassador um, from the United States working in another country, you have the authority of the United States backing you up. When you sign something, it's like the United States signing it, okay? Well, you have the authority of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you as his king and ambassador on this earth, Amen. So all the authority in Christ Jesus is now in you and you have the authority over the demonic realm of the world. You see, Satan kind of stole that and he was operating in it and keeping you in darkness. But now you've come out of that darkness to his light. You've been come into the Father's house, not as some servant sitting on the back corner barely making it, but as a king and a priest and you have the authority of the house to go into all the world with his authority (laughs) as a king. Now it's hard to exercise your authority before you know it. That's why I'm telling you now. Addiction has no authority in your life anymore. None. If you're a king and a priest, you just, what you say will happen. This is important. As a king, there's power in your words. Ecclesiastes says it this way, Ecclesiastes 8.4, King James Version. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Folks, we don't know much about kingdoms and kings in America. Because praise God, we're a democracy. And I'm glad our forefathers recognized that absolute power absolutely corrupts. in yeah. mankind, you know, looking back in history, most kings, the power they had corrupted them. And they began to use their authority... To hurt the people rather than to bless them. But praise God, I'm glad we're a nation of kings and priests. You see the difference? The priests would go to God on behalf of the people. The people who have sinned, who are hurting, who are struggling, they would bring their sacrifices. And the priests would take these offerings and bring them to God and apply the blood on behalf of the people so that they wouldn't die in their sin. Okay? And the blood would cover their sin for that week or that day. There were sacrifices going on daily. Amen. All the time, rituals of the Levitical priesthood, sacrificing. And then once a year, for the whole nation, the blood would go into the Holy of Holies and be applied for the nation. But you know what? So, so the priest, with compassion, being one of the people, he felt their affirmities, He felt their weaknesses. He was, he was on their behalf, would go to God. Okay? With compassion. Now the king would just declare his word and whatever he said happened. But praise God you're a nation of kings and priests where you have authority but you use your authority with compassion for the people. Amen. Are you with me? The authority comes with compassion and grace. It's, it's grace, a priestly grace and a power and authority of a king together together. Jesus was the high priest and king in the order of Melchizedek, okay? The king of Salem. He was a king, and yet he was a priest. The king priest, Jesus Christ. Now, you're a nation of king priests with the power and authority of a king and the compassion and the grace and the blessing of a priest. Hallelujah. Again, like I said, we're going to speak it to your spirit first. Come back and meditate it in our mind. Develop some more outlines on this. Get this understanding where you can take it in. Meditate on it and let it become part of your life. Hallelujah. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Don't you remember in Mark 11? Go with me there. Mark eleven twenty-three. 23. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Let me hear those pages turning. There we go. Mark 11, verse 22 and 23. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth, anyone who says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, I believe you have received it. It will be done. It will be yours. Look, you know, blessing and cursing in the power of the tongue, whatever, if the king said, kill him and bring him uh, to put in my, you know, in in my uh, castle, whatever he said was done. The authority of his word was binding. Do you know back then a king couldn't go back on his word? They'd kill him. Okay? Whatever he said, you know, Herod said to uh, Herodias, you know, hey, whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. Well, she asked for the head of John the Baptist. He had already spoken. He didn't want to kill John the Baptist. He was a little afraid of him. Spiritually. But he had to because he could not break his word because he's a king. You've got to understand the power in your words and be careful what you say. Amen. Because what you say, the word says you shall have. Okay? Now, he says here. Praise God. you got to understand, you know, when we, we think of cursing as using foul language. it's not what that means. Jesus said on the day before, right here in Mark, he said on the way, he saw the fig tree and it was no fruit and said, you will never bear fruit again. And the next day, the apostle said, Jesus, that fig tree you cursed. Jesus didn't shout a bunch of curse words at the fig tree. He didn't use foul language. He just said something negative and spoke, you'll never bear fruit. And that was a curse, okay? There's power. As a king, there's power in your words. Don't tell your son or daughter you're no good. You'll never amount to anything. That's a curse. You're not cursing using curse words. Don't say to people negative words, putting them down. Those are curses, and curses should not come out of the priests to the people. But blessing, he gave the priests the uh, um, the blessing, the priestly blessing bre- to bless the people. Don't curse your husband, your wife, your daughter, your relative, your friend, your neighbor with negative words. Those are curses. Don't curse them. Speak blessing. You're a king and a priest. You don't use your authority and power to hurt as a priest. You use your authority as a king to bless. You're a royal priesthood a holy nation are you with me praise god it can go into a whole message on the power of the tongue but that's another one so we see that king's church have power and authority amen and we see that priests have this anointing of grace and blessing to go to god on behalf of the people feeling their infirmity their struggle Okay? So we have that compassion. Now go with me to 2 Corinthians 5. Praise the Lord. I know some might think, Pastor, don't be telling me about all this authority and priestly breast. And look, I'm just a sinner barely. I just want to I just want to get there. You know, I'm coming to church. I'm doing my time. I just want to make it to heaven. He didn't die for you and shed His blood so you could barely make it. He died and shed His blood for you so that as He is, so will you be on this earth. To live inside of you and through you and flow through you and be one with Him and one with God. What? He died for us that we who are far away, praise God, can come near and come in to the Holy of Holies. You know what? I don't work myself up once a week or once a few days to do some rituals to enter in. I don't, I don't go through a bunch of to and say a bunch of prayers and ask a bunch of forgiveness and confess all my faults to go in with God. By faith in Jesus Christ, I've already entered in. Now I walk with him, and he comes out with me, and now he's with me now. I've said it before. Maybe some of you get starting to get it. Me and God are walking down the aisle. Here, have some, man. Come on, some thinks that might be arrogant. No, no, it's the word. He wants you to understand and know who we are in Christ. First, the, the basic element. That's why we have River of Life 101. I want you to read Joseph Prince books and, and Andrew Womack, River of Life 101. Because until you understand righteousness, you can't go on to this maturity. First, you have to know you're right with God. It's River of Life 101. And as you know River of Life 101, you're right with God in right standing. Now you're available to walk in all these blessings and power and authority. But if you never think you're good enough, you can't do it. Because you always have something between you and God. Well, Jesus came to eliminate the barrier once and for all so that God and you can walk together on this earth as a royal priesthood, a holy nation. It's amazing. Wow. 2 Corinthians 5 says this. Wow. Let's look at verse 18 and 19. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself. Okay? Reconciled, made right, right, right relationship. Our relationship was wrong, and now it's been made right. It's been put back together. Okay? Who reconciled us, praise God, to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of of reconciliation, verse 19, that God was reconciling the world to Himself, and here's how: Watch this. Not counting men's sins against them, He doesn't count your sin against you. It's been washed by the blood. And now he's reconciled the world. How? He cannot have a working, um, rightful relationship with sinful man. So he's reconciling the world by not counting his sins against them and saying, I'm not going to count it. Believe the good news that Jesus washed your sin when he died on the cross. Receive him and it'll be done forever. That's the ministry you have of reconciliation. So now watch this. So... He's given you the authority. He's taken you into His house, made you a minister of His covenant, of His grace, Put you, praise God, we're in the world, not of the world, and we carry the kingdom of God as a royal priesthood. So now, like priests who went to God on behalf of the people, you intercede for your family and neighbors and friends and nations as a priest, hallelujah, going to God, praying for them and believing for them them and coming back and speaking the powerful word over them as a king this is deep when you believe it you can exercise it with power because whatever you say will happen Lord God in the name of Jesus I believe and declare that you have called us to share this truth of grace in the nations. Lord, I believe and declare right now you are setting up where you would have us to go all over Africa, India, and whatever. Lord, you're putting the right people together in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper in the name of Jesus. It shall be done. Lord God, your spirit is going out ahead. We loose angels from heaven to go and to help accomplish this, Lord God. You set it up. You work it out. Lord God, in the name of Jesus bring the pastors and bring the leaders and we declare it it would not happen if I didn't believe it first and speak it if I wouldn't speak it it wouldn't happen your salvation would not happen if you don't speak it you must confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart your healing won't happen till you confess it. By his stripes, I am healed. He gave you the words to say and declare. Okay? Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Whatever you say as a king, it shall happen. We line up our will with the will of God by walking with him, and we can declare his will. Praise the Lord. Okay? We're in tune with what His wants and His desires because it's Him living in us and we know His will and we know His ways and we begin to declare it and speak it out. Are you with me? You're a king and a priest. Wow. Wow. And I came to church thinking I was just a filthy rotten sinner saved by grace, barely making it. And if I hang on long enough, maybe I will, I'll fly away. Hmm. Praise the Lord. He's given us the ministry. Now, let's go a little deeper real quick. There's giftings of the Spirit and there's fruit of the Spirit. All is from God. Now watch this. You're a king and a priest. The fruit of the Spirit supplies and anoints your priestly ministry. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. The fruit of the Spirit supplies your priestly ministry with compassion and love, grace for the people that you're interceding for. But the gifts of, of the Spirit supply and anoint your kingdom authority. The gifts of the Spirit, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, Praise God. Declaring things in the spiritual realm, in tongues, interpretation, prophetic utterances, gifts of healing, and miracles. Hallelujah. You see, if I go to the sick with just the priestly anointing on behalf of them to have compassion for them without the anointing of the kingly to declare authority over that illness, I've missed it. I've heard it said that a dove has like nine types of, nine specific feather wings on one side and nine in the other, nine gifts and nine um, gifts of the Spirit and nine fruits of the Spirit. You don't want to be flying around with one, one arm like in a circle. We have a target, okay? As a king and a priest, you need the gifts operating in your life and the fruit evident in your life as well. Amen? Amen? We want to go to the sick with compassion and love and then lay hands with the power of God and say, in the name of Jesus, we command this blood pressure to line up and we speak life and health. We believe in the power and anointing as a king and a priest to walk in it. You see, church, don't you see? He's growing us up into him by this word. the the truth of his grace you're becoming to know your identity in Christ that I'm right with God that I'm holy and righteous and now that I'm holy and righteous and I walk with God I don't have to be away from him afraid or always running from him I know he's with me and in me and because I'm right with God I can go and witness to my friends and lay hands on my neighbor and believe and speak and what I believe and what I say I believe it's going to happen and come to pass because I'm a king and a priest Tell hey, you, we're taking the truth of his grace and the foundational truth of his righteousness and building on that foundation. Amen. Sad that we have to go back around the world and teach the foundation of righteousness all over again in order to get the church where we need to go. Amen. But that's what's happening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you believe in closing? What the Word says, that you're a chosen generation, that you are a royal priesthood, that you are a holy nation, peculiar chosen out of the world, can you believe that about yourself? Amen. Of who you are, what God says about you, more than what your past says about you, or your you know, family, or others, can you take the Word of God for what it says and begin to walk in it? Hallelujah. Well, I didn't get into Melchizedek in the story there so we can see this more clearly. But I'll continue developing this outline when I get back with you again. But let me close with um, the priestly blessing. The blessing He gave the priest to speak over you physically then. Old Covenant now, but... Praise God, it has meaning in the new as well. Genesis 14. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram. Oh, excuse me, I'm in the wrong one. Verse 14. I missed it. I think I wrote it down wrong. 6.14, not 14.6. There we go. No, that's not it either. Genesis. Numbers, there we go. I'm in the wrong book. Y'all, forgive your pastor. I told you this message is new to me. I don't have all the outline written down exactly right. It's just a spiritual point I wanted to speak to your heart today, and we'll develop it some more. Numbers 6, verse 22. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, and I say to you now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Lord, that's priestly blessing that we are a nation now. I stand in here among my brothers and sisters, kings and priests on this earth, representing the kingdom of God. Lord, we speak in the name of Jesus' blessing. The fruit of the Spirit will continue to develop in each and every one of us because we're plugged into the vine. Not that we're working for it, but it's in us and flowing out of us because we're plugged into you. Lord, I pray pray your power and authority as kings also will flow through our mouths and our hands. We will exercise the authority of a king on this earth to people around us, hallelujah, with the compassion and love. In the name of Jesus, we speak to bodies right now to be healed. Any pains and suffering that's happening in joints and bodies right now. Lord God, we declare by your stripes, we are healed as covenant people in the kingdom of God, we receive the blessings of the covenant. I speak life and health to bodies right now. Lord, I speak freedom to minds tormented with anxiety, depression. Be healed and whole. Be strengthened, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We will let us walk with a fresh anointing and witness for you, not only in the fruit, but in the gifts as well. In Jesus' name.